0: What's I your so. favorite podcast?
1: I think I watched the first one with like
0: oh, so New Boros is
2: so you watched one. the one <laughs> the the one with Tiana that was good. You don't even work here. Yeah, Guys, <laughs> take the bark collar, put it on his neck, and I'll give me the controller. <laughs> is that a no? That would be the best podcast. It's we've like ever energy
0: had. generosity. We'll just pump you with electricity.
2: Yeah. Today's guest is, well, we're starting already. Miguel, are you ready? So, is this like live it's now? It's live, yeah. Okay. Um, is Miguel. Miguel's had an interesting uh, journey inside the building first because you started off as an agent. Um, you're now doing something uh, a little different in working with the renewal department and still being an agent. So, you're juggling two departments at once, mm-hmm. which is a lot for anybody. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a lot of renewal deals. So, um, but let's first. Talk about how what were you doing or what have you done in your for people who are out there who want to be an agent what was your path what did you go to school how, what have you been doing to before you landed here so I guess the rundown would be that I
1: never really knew what I wanted to do so in in school i I took actually' in high school didn't know what I want to do okay finance money I want to do something with that so I took economics in Brock and then from there I just I figured Simple answer, I'll work at a bank. I'll do something with money. You know, banks have money. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Apparently they have money. Um, And then, uh, so I did all the schooling, went to university for economics. And then I applied to the bank, got there. And I was like, the first day, I'm like, what have I done? Like, like I, I just knew it wasn't for me. So just sitting there while, of course, going through everything, knowing... I could like progress and do other things. Is this really what I want to do? Uh, And every day the answer is no. Like I, I like I dreaded really? it. Really? Yeah, I dreaded it. And
0: how long were you at the bank again, Miguel?
1: Exactly one year, and it was during the COVID time, so it oh. was like it wasn't as I guess traditional as normal. But every yeah. time, like they they set me up for so I was a teller, and then I would work to a banking advisor, and then you progress from there. Okay. And at the end of every like shift, I would always go to the banking advisor, see what they do, see what they say, and even I I would be honest with them, be like, this isn't for me, and they'd all say like, go like. If like they they would encourage me to try something else, so I that's generally not a good sign. when you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're working, they're like, like yeah, you should go do something else. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I I don't know. I was looking, and one of the managers there actually knows, or someone works here from them, and talked to me about different because he knew I was struggling or didn't like it. So he knew, or he sat me down and said, like, there's many different pathways you can go. You can go to here, here, here. I think you might fit this role really, really well. So he told me about New Borrow and all that, and I, I really liked it. I looked into you yourself, the company, and I thought like, and you this, still came here. This, yeah, shocking. This, <laughs> I, I was here? like, no. this, this is like lines up to what I would like to do, or or at least give it a go. So mortgage agent was never like a a thing I, I, I sought after. It's just something that kind of like fell in front of me. I thought, let's look into it, and I really like it.
2: Yeah. All right, all right. Let's. Uh before we get into more Newboro stuff, there's something that I know you're super passionate about that even though you didn't win the first annual Newboro go-kart race, you're like a massive go-kart guy, right? You have a big history in that?
1: Yeah, I, I love just motorsports in general. And like growing up, I'd always watch with my dad like Formula One and I would love that type of stuff. And uh, just like going into uh a uh, quick story so when yeah, i was yeah. when i was 16 yeah. uh we went to the auto show and we found out like go-karting like happened around us i never looked into it but normally like if you want to proceed or excel in go-karting you start at a very young age so uh i saw the go-karting it was a place goodwood they have a drive and drive program so my dad's like okay if you do well on these next couple of tests like we'll sign you up for it so i actually studied for once <laughs> and, then, and then i got the grades <laughs> for- and then from there, I've just been hooked ever since. It's just like once you get in it, like I've played football, i played basketball, had the, like the team, but like there's something so different about just being in the cart and I don't know. So don't did know. you, um, have you in your history like traveled and gone to races or? What? no, cause it is a very expensive sport. Yeah, so we stay very, very local, but we'd go, used to go every weekend, like 2016, 2017. We, we would love it.
2: Yeah. Every, I had a buddy amazing. who got into racing Sea-Dews, mm. which you didn't think really exists. In, yeah. But I was amazed at all the travel time, the machines. You had to have two machines. Like the cost just went through the roof very, very quickly. So, similar to Go Kart, you got to have more than one Go Kart, or you can just have one, or you got to have your own. So, like you you can rent them, but to
1: have your own, you get the most fun out of it, but it's so expensive. Like even now, I haven't done it for a long time just because it's so expensive and other things come up. But one day, I hope to get back out there, obviously. Yeah.
2: Very, very good. And
0: you know, I think something that's notable in your story is starting later in life, like a lot of people would have been discouraged being like, well, I didn't start soon enough. So I wouldn't a be good at it or it might take time. But for me, like you start driving at 16. So the first vehicle that I was ever in was in a car. Yeah. So to think that racing is like complete opposite, like you start way younger than you would be able to drive on a regular road is insane. Cause I, till I was 20 was terrified to go over hundred kilometers an
1: hour. Yeah. Like if you, if you started want to go pro, they started like three years old
2: or younger. Like and it's, that's so crazy. A, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Here's what's crazy. This is so weird that we're having this conversation because <laughs> the other day we're, I'm in the passenger seat. My wife drives a massive vehicle mm-hmm. for all our kids. And, uh, every opportunity is to back in somewhere. And I finally said to her, I'm like, what are you doing? Just, Oh, I've been go-karting since I was a little kid. So, Back
0: in parking is easier.
2: Right. I'm like, I guess that's why you are the way. Like, why do you need to back in at the tightest spaces? Why are you, you know, I said, I'm comfortable with you driving. She goes, well, it's probably has a lot to do with when I was a kid, I went go-karting a lot and I got very comfortable. So when I came for my license and came driving, it was no big deal. I I never really, I don't think, I I think I went go-karting once as a kid and I wasn't very good at it. Yeah, I, I feel like you have to go multiple times to like f- get a
1: feel for it. And even then, yeah. like kind of similar story. Like I started go karting before I drove, so got it going into a car. Like the go kart, you do like this, and it's like max lock. I did this in a vehicle, and I'm still going straight. So like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, right. It's true. Yeah.
0: So it's like even just being able to adapt. Like I couldn't. I could only imagine like going from a go kart track and then driving yourself home. Yeah. How different that would feel. Yeah. Like it's- even just like accelerating, speed limits. It's a completely different world. Like I went go karting with our team. We all know this is yeah. probably like the most traumatizing experience ever. But he did it. But like it is, it is a weird, weird, <laughs> weird feeling. Yeah. Like I could not wait for the race to be done.
2: Mark got Shoot. a bad leg out of it. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> a, but uh, I don't know. Who had a bigger target on our, on our backs that day. You or me. Everyone yeah. wanted to ram us uh, yeah. and try and yeah. wipe us out. So. Yeah. That's Florida, your, Florida. hit you pretty good. That was good. She did. She did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She almost broke my neck. <laughs> okay, so we the bank call the bank uh, calls you <laughs> into the office, like, hey, uh, this is not working out for you, mm-hmm. and m- makes a suggestion uh, to follow this path. Drops Newborough's name. You apply. What was that process like for you? That was amazing. Yeah, like <laughs> like going through the interview or like how yeah, I got I'm just to- curious because. When you do, I, I'm often like, when you do the interview, it's a different uh, process. We talk about it through this podcast a lot, but then you come here day one mm-hmm. and it's com- still completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, I,
1: uh, I guess just because I heard so many good things, like I just really wanted to nail the interview. I thought, uh, so I made sure, you know, everything was clean, tidy background got all those questions ready or what to ask things like that no
2: i didn't ask any of them <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true and then uh just i guess coming in here the first time i i don't know what i was supposed to expect but i did not expect like lines of like like how it's set up um but uh, i'm glad i got through it i got like meeting the team i'm like okay no, i know i want to be here especially the interview with you just i feel like someone especially like or want to get into like business do my own thing Just. Hearing what you say and stuff you say on the website, and just even meeting you, like your drive and what to do, like it's like now you're around people you want to be with, have the similar mindset. So it, like, I'm really happy. And like leaving the bank to come here, like I've never felt happy about doing that sort of move, like ever. Like it felt good.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. So we had, I'm gonna share this with the world, right? We had this moment not that long ago before we moved you into. Kind of a hybrid role mm. where, and I think sometimes people, even for us, thank you. And I do promote this a lot. If you join us, you're going to have instant, instant success. The average mortgage agent out there struggles, doesn't do probably more than four deals a year. Yeah. The average person in here will do five deals a month. But you're one of those guys who who's, has had a really slow curve to get to. And you were frustrated. Yeah, And you and I had a nice one-on-one And I let you know that I'm not giving up on you, which I think is super important for, uh, like, that's what I would like to hear. Right. And that we made some adjustments and gave you that hybrid role so you could do more deals. And how do you think that's worked out for you?
1: I actually think it worked out a lot. I've never actually told you this, but I think doing that. No, you haven't.
0: After that talk, you just walked
1: away. So after uh, getting into it and doing the hybrid position, like I still feel like I'm I'm doing much better on everything. Everything has started to increase. But when I was struggling, getting into the hybrid role, putting me into the position to just do more gave me more confidence in the front end to do even more. And I feel like me going into those rooms more often gave me more confidence when it actually came to those front end deals and just made everything a lot smoother. And uh, over time it has started to increase, 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 not as fast yeah. as I would like, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but as long as I can see the progress and as like, as it keeps going, I'll be happy. Yeah. And, and I,
0: I, th- I think that like plays into the, the greater picture of every mortgage agent's success is on volume. So the Mm. more you do, the more comfortable you get at doing your job. Um, And even like having the privilege of sitting beside you, um, I've seen significant growth Um, just by the confidence of picking up the phone. We make fun of you. Actually, I don't. I am the (laughs) protester of not making fun of you. Yes, you are. Um, But the common, i guess joke around the office you're quiet and you're whatever but i hear you talking to your clients and i think as you grow in your role Mm. your relationships with your clients also grow so the confidence behind what you're saying you can speak to it you're seeing more Mm. especially on the renewal front so when you're selling a mortgage plan on the front end you can say listen like i've worked with a client very recently that did exactly what you did and this is what the outcome was so you kind of, similar to my experience, get to see it from both sides, which I think was a value, especially for me and my growth, mm-hmm. is being able to work in client care, working in renewals, or working on both sides. Because then you can actually have some weight behind what you're saying and say, yeah, actually, it's exactly what happens. And,
1: and you get more confident doing it. And, Absolutely. And just kind of touching back to the point of like, why did you come here? Another thing I wanted to do while leaving the bank, I, I just thought of it now, is... I knew I could do things with finance and numbers or, or something easy. I wanted to do something different, essentially something that would give me or or learn a new skill while being in a new position that yeah. I know I can grow in. And I heard sales was always like something you really good to have or to know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wanted something more than just, oh, this is a job you do nine to five, come and get out. Like I want to learn more skills and do whatever. Okay, I went to university, but I'm not done now. Like continue to right. like do something, you know? Yeah. Which
2: is great time to bring up the the page or the new chapter that you—I watched you do like right in front of us in one of our trainings when we you guys had to do the the comedy skit mm-hmm. yeah. and you nailed that like you did such a good job and that's not easy to stand up in front of thirty other people that work here yeah. and pres- and do a comedy routine when you're not a comic you're not a, right and you were known for being a bit quiet and not liking to speak in front of groups and that's yeah. one of the things that university is not going to teach you is we yeah. throw you put an X on the floor, make you stand there, turn a the light on and you're all of a sudden performing in front of people and you, you've you really nailed that tat. Like you didn't shy away from it, which yeah. is what I'm really proud of you for. Uh,
1: and yeah. like I, one of those things again, like I appreciate those, those two o'clocks or the t- when we meet and have those meetings because I do get to push myself sh- out of the shell and I feel like Like I can do this. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. feels good.
0: And, and a lot of the times, like we've talked about it a few times on this podcast, the two o'clocks are probably more challenging than meeting with most of our clients. Cause as much as it's our peers, it's awkward, it's challenging. And even our most successful agents sometimes flop, including me at those two o'clock meetings. And you've nailed it every single time. Like, I can't wait to like see what you've put together.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like we start to anticipate it now. Cause the last video you did. Where we did the some speak for two minutes minimum about something you're something passionate, you're passionate about. about. Your video was, in my opinion, the best. Agreed. Thank you. <laughs> right. Agreed. Um, Presentation-wise, pace, tonality—like you really, I can, I can see that you take the the slides and the things we're doing, and you're trying to make them your own. And then you you just nailed that, nailed that one. I really hope the, the next one we're doing. I haven't watched it, bro. I I don't watch anybody's right until we actually watch them together. I hope this one you, you're just as happy with because the the passionate go kart thing was right on the money. Thank you. Yeah, I that yeah, was good. So, circling back to when we had that one on one, and I could see like you did not want to give up. Mm-hmm. You were you were caught in this crossroad. You were struggling. What you had to tell somebody like what is it about newborn or why do you stay or why do you want to fight and, and do it outside of the personal growth? What is it about this like that you feel so strongly that you're going to like put yourself through the stress to, to grow?
1: Uh, I guess there's a lot of things. But one for I, I guess like I mentioned when we kind of had that talk is I see the results I know it can be done so why can't i do it i can if if these guys can do it i can do it and especially with all the support with ali yourself like you guys give unlimited support like you guys help so much and i feel like other places don't do that and knowing like like, I know to give up, like, what have I done? If I give up, I learn nothing and I start back at square one and I'm doing nothing. Yeah. And if, at least I can see people are are doing well. And I know the person who was hired with me, like, I feel like if he would have stayed, he would have also done really well. But it yeah. was really tough. It was really hard in the first couple of months where you're not doing many deals, sometimes zero deals or at least one deal. And with it going from like a, a salary position to then absolute commission, it's like, is it very stressful? Are you getting money? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess the biggest thing was seeing everyone being very supportive, including yourself and helping me with the one-on-ones, but seeing the biggest thing, seeing that it can be done and knowing I can do it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I I think sometimes support is thrown around a lot in every industry, but in ours I see other ads and I see, you know, I talk to a lot of agents who are in those oh, we're going to support you, we're going to do this, and you know, they get a series of videos to watch, which is not Support. Not support. Yeah, It's just not enough to get somebody to really connect with. At the end of the day, you're speaking to a client who has a problem or needs help, and it's those skills you need to learn, not how the mortgage industry works or what the rates are. Mm-hmm. Regardless of when this airs, rates the rates are the rates. Are the rates. Yes. That's why we don't talk about them. It's yeah. just not something that's going to make you a better agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and I think even adding on to your point is, the word support in many for many different people means different things. So we interview people time and time again, where they're like, you know, I just didn't feel supported. So the mm-hmm. question that we always ask is, okay, well, what was lacking, right? And for us, we know that the infor- there's an information, like an abundance of information on what a mortgage is on the internet, mm-hmm. but that's usually the support element in which brokerages or banks are providing, but that's not really what you need in to become a successful mortgage agent, you need support on the front of, hey, I have a quick question. Can you walk me through this file? Or can you provide me a little bit of insight? Or can you give me a quick pep talk before I go into my meeting? And that's why Newboro is different. And that's why people like yourself joining the industry or having this, I guess, willingness to want to be successful in sales mm-hmm. really thrives in an environment like this because the support comes down to, hey, I just need to, quickly do a mock phone call with you. This one's going to be challenging or whatnot. So when you come here, you can really appreciate what true support is as opposed to the support that everyone else is offering.
1: I agree. And I'd also say, of course you guys are, we kill it in the mortgage side, but even if we have other things, personal things like you, like everyone helps, like it's, yeah, it's more than just mortgages, you know? So that's that's a good line.
2: (laughs) Okay. So you've been here for uh, a year. Yep. Right. A year you made, in july you, right you made yep. it um still breathing and we do <laughs> we do a lot of things differently we help a lot of clients we solve problems so in your history in the one year you've deals you've either helped on on you know renewal side or on the the front end side you've got to have a client story or two that really kind of left an impression on you i no. <laughs> I'd
1: I, no, I'd say I I'd say definitely do. I'd say the biggest thing is, even though you could pinpoint, okay, it really helped this person out in a tough time, it's more of the fact that when you're speaking to some people, just knowing that, hey, these options exist and they have no idea. I feel like, okay, maybe it's not a specific story, but oh, this can happen. This can work. Are you sure? Is this possible? Yes, like we can do this. And I, let, let me show you how and how I can save you money. Helps other people, again, with the stories of other clients that we help. But again, just showing them the products that, we have available to actually help them save money, and you don't have to go to Fairstone and Easy Financial. Like, we, it's just, just this, I, essentially just seeing their like, reactions. Their, their their reactions. They're thankful for it, and I didn't
2: know they exist. Thank you so much. You don't so I say I joke about this all the time. I'm not the president; I'm a member. So when I went through this process years and years ago, it was not, it's not transparent. It was not explained properly for all that other stuff. But I also didn't know that you could do these things. And here's the biggest misnomer about the whole industry on that side. A second mortgage or a home equity loan is bad. It's expensive. You're gonna lose your house. You're gonna, all these bad things that have happened that are very, very true. Mm -hmm. It is a bad idea. We say it on the website all the time. I tell you guys, if you're borrowing money without a plan, it's a bad plan. And the difference between us and the other options you have out there is many people will talk about, Oh yeah, we have a plan for you. We will, but we 100% stand behind the plan. So when you're in the renewal side, you're dealing with, and I'm going to be totally transparent. You're dealing with clients that the plan wasn't executed.
1: Yeah. So essentially what did
2: not work? It just, sometimes life gets in the way in that one year plan that we've developed for somebody. And it doesn't work the way we we laid it out. Intended it to be, yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and and sometimes it's just things come up. Some people can't help that, and I understand it. And then it puts it in a more difficult situation. But just for us to look even further on how we can we can create a plan now with what unse- unforeseen circumstances to help you again. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the clients admit, like, "Hey, I didn't follow the plan," and we can understand that, okay. But this time, like, we can help you only so much. You have to do the other half. But yeah. This will work, and we've
2: seen it work, and I could show you how it will work, but you need to follow it. Right, 30 plus now, probably more by the time this airs, 30,000 plus client records of people who have followed our step-by-step program, followed our advice, and actually you know, have seen success, whether that's you know, uh, 80 to 100 points on their credit score, cash flow, no more credit cards, um, I see a lot of the times on our social media channels, people are, oh, yeah, but it's so expensive. And I often ask people to s- take a step back. And this is the bank mindset versus the what we can really do yep. mindset, right? Yep. Is, yeah, it might be a percentage that you're not expecting or higher than what the bank may offer. But I got to ask you, why are you so okay with 19.9 or 22% on your credit cards, mm-hmm. bank issued or you know, department store or MBA, one of those, right? Or worse, one of the other higher interest loan. Why are you okay with that? And they have no plan. Your credit card has absolutely zero plan of you paying it off or saving and getting a cash flow savings. So I say to you guys at the two o'clock all the time, show me another solution that can have no payments, not buying appliances, have no payments, And salt and get rid of all your credit card debt and create cash flow. There isn't any other than learning how to action the equity in your house. Mm-hmm. And you see examples of that all the time. And and also just going back to the credit card part, a lot of times people come to us who went
1: to other places and they just say, Here you go, clear out all the debt, but then they don't explain what we need to do next to actually make sure yes. we don't get this again. Like exactly. anyone can give you money, right? But Yeah. And sometimes
0: it takes time to break old habits. So even in one year's time, we have clients who are super dedicated to obviously making the change and others that things get in the way. So we're trying to break sometimes 30 year habits Mm. where I can just go to Walmart and the guy standing outside the booth, I'll just get a credit card and then it'll all go away and whatnot. So we really have to take that initiative to educate. And like you said, a lot of our clients, it's surprising that they're like, wow, we have that as an option. Because they only thought they had one option, which yeah. was those high interest credit cards. They don't really know me. I'm just signing up on a piece of paper while I'm doing my groceries. And hopefully it'll give me a little bit of relief for that time. Yeah.
1: Or they think, oh, I just need it really quickly. But the, the term
2: you just signed is not really quickly.
0: Ex- exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. That's, that's so true. Um, I'll wrap it up by saying that I really appreciate you and appreciate that you had the courage to come and say halfway or three quarters of the way through the year being like, Hey man, I'm struggling. Um, most people wouldn't do that. They would just, you know, leave, or they wouldn't, we've been encouraging you and like working with you and it still wasn't working. You had the, the self-awareness, mm-hmm. which we talk about all the time being self-aware to, to come and ask for more help with, zero reservations and that's something that really that's real growth brother like Mm. to be able to ask for help in a difficult in a difficult time um and then take the you know the the action plan and the help and then really excel and you're growing and uh, i really appreciate you i know you're a big fan favorite around the office You and your goldfish at lunchtime. <laughs> and his sugar cookies yeah. and all Some, his cute Sometimes. Snacks. sometimes <laughs> yes. So I appreciate you. Again, our guest has been Miguel. I appreciate you stopping by this Thank time. You. No, Thank you for joining I, us. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank Thanks. you.